Well, I'm Blythe, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club, and welcome our author, the strong and powerful Chris Felton. Chris, are you ready to do this? I am ready, brother. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you back on the show. Chris is a financial services entrepreneur. He's a speaker, a best-selling author. His newest book is Think and Grow You, Get Out of Your Own Way and Level Up Your Life. Chris, tell us a little about your personal life, more about your work, and what motivated you to put pen to paper. Yep. Uh, 51-year-old in uh, Denver, Colorado, been a financial services entrepreneur for the last uh, 23 years and have grown a, a great national business. Um, uh, married my second and last wife in uh, 2006. And we uh, wrote a book called Couples Money, which uh, you and I talked about last time I was on, but basically just you know how we went from financial disaster to financial uh prosperity and independence and uh and then uh been inspired uh to uh just get out my my new book that i've been writing for the last uh 12 months and grinding like i've never grinded before my friend and uh, but excited to uh to get the message out because i think it's going to help a lot of people oh amen so think and grow you get out of your own way and level up your life sounds like it's more than just money yeah, I mean it's um you know I mean George being an entrepreneur I I've uh, <clears throat> I know what it's like to be stuck I don't know if you've ever been stuck for but, sure but living in you know fear doubt worry um, I, I know what it feels like you know that you're doing everything possible you feel like you're doing everything possible and like nothing changes <laughs> or or it gets worse right it's it's Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. And, uh, and I was just, I was such a mess in so many areas of my life. And, and I've coached a lot of people on getting unstuck, but it's, it's, it's painful to watch people get so stuck that they just kind of give up and quit because it feels like the thing to do. And then they just, you know, they kind of get to the end of their lives and they just have a lot of regrets. And, and it just is, I was so close to doing that, but you know, I chose the, I, I chose another way. I, I, I knew I had to grow. I knew I had to do things differently. So I went all in on my personal growth and my personal development. And, uh, as I think it's an author, Mel Robbins, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, it, it, it doesn't work overnight, but it works over time. Hmm. Um, that focus on growth and development just, you know, transformed, uh, my life. So that's, that's what the book's about is basically me throwing myself under the bus, um, a multitude of times and sharing how stuck I was, but actually, Hey, here's, here's what I did differently. Here's some steps. And then here's how it changed. And so lots of, uh, lots of practical stuff, lots of personal stories. And I share my dirty laundry to uh, hopefully inspire people that they can do it too. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And from my experience, the more vulnerable that I can be with people, that's usually when my message actually gets across to people. So I appreciate that. You said you're close to giving up. What is that? What What would that have meant? Oh, I mean, I it would have been it would have been disastrous. Um, it's it's actually a, it's a chapter in my book. It's called "Quitters Relief." is a lie so quitters relief is a lie and it's kind of like that you know that rubber band that gets stretched and stretched and stretched and stretched and then you take the tension off and you kind of 
pull back and you come back and just right as you're ready to have a breakthrough, you a lot of people just quit and pull back. And the mentality is, oh, I don't have to do that again. You know, and you feel that initial relief. Um, but then like, like a sugar crash <laughs> is, uh, you know, self-esteem and there's, there's a crash and, um, confidence and, and you, you crash and then it's not a good thing. And then quitting becomes really easy. So I, uh, fortunately caught myself before I quit. And, uh, and I talk about some of the steps I took to, uh, keep moving forward, even though I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, you hear about how people will give up and it's like, it's dark as before the dawn you give up when you're so close to finishing it is that sort of what you're is that something you've experienced except you didn't give up <laughs> you kept going through yeah i mean it's yeah you know services entrepreneur i'm in the great recession my wife is pissed i mean i just i, I was bleeding money every month i mean it was it was it was pretty dark george i mean it was it was really bad but i just um you know, it's another chapter in the book. I call it the line in the sand moment where I just kind of drew a line in the sand and I just told myself, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with, I'm done with living this way, you know, cause that's the problem when you, you're in that environment, you start getting used to dysfunction <laughs> and it starts becoming familiar mm -hmm. and you start tolerating it. And it was just, there was such a heavy price that others were paying. And that was actually what snapped me out of it was, holy cow, man, like I'm paying a price. My kids were small. I lived on the other side of the country. I hadn't seen them in almost a year. My wife, I mean, the stress, her health, my health. I mean, it was, there was just a multitude of people that were paying such a heavy price, George. And that's what kind of snapped me out of it. I'm like, huh, I'm kind of the common theme here <laughs> to all these issues. And, uh, but, but, it, but it was very empowering to just draw that line in the sand in the moment and look my wife in the eye. And I just said, Hey, we will never be back here again. And, uh, and I kept my word. Thank God. Nice. <laughs> and we made a, we made a pretty amazing move, which, uh, which I'm grateful for. Nice. Well, well done recognition of it and then actually taking action and coming out the other side. I think that that's awesome. And, you know, the more stories like that, that we can hear that other people are going through it, that it's possible for us to do it as well. So you make the decision to write the book and you've got lots of personal experience to draw from um, good, bad, ugly. Uh, how do you then distill it down? And you say, okay, like I could write a book about, you know, I could write a 5,000 page book, but nobody, nobody probably wants to read that. How did you decide which which areas to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I I got I got mentored by a guy named Steve Siebold. I, I don't know. I, I probably talked about him last time, maybe George, but George uh, Steve's a, a, a personal development guru. Sold over three million books. He's actually he called me, you know, in uh, twenty twenty one. He was like, "I've heard you speak forever, man. Like, you need to write a book." And so it was actually his direction. So the way I started, it was all, uh, he's like, just write all your, write your personal history. And then from that, we pulled, 
you know, the best concepts, the best stories, um, which was counterintuitive to, you know, I'm a recovered CPA, right? I'm a left brain guy. And I'm like, oh, I got to teach, 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 teach. He's like, no, actually, it's it's the stories they're going to remember, my friend. So we need to start with the stories and then build the content from the stories. And so, and so that's what we did. So it was just the most transformational stories um, that, that, you know, the problem I wanted to solve was helping people get unstuck. And so it was my top stories of, of how I got unstuck and it's, you know, and it was around money and relationships and spirituality and, you know, um, business and sales. And I was just stuck in so many areas of my life. And, uh, I, uh, you know, just kind of share what I did. So I'm excited, excited to get it out and get it in people's hands. Cause I, I really believe it's going to make a big impact. I love it. And certainly it's, um, a very natural thing very human to sort of want to zero in on a problem and say, okay, I really need to work on my relationship with my partner and, or now I'm going to work on my money. When in reality, probably it serves us to take a more comprehensive, for lack of a better term, holistic view at everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it does. Um, but one of the things I had to get pretty focused on was, was my money issues and my money beliefs and all that. And, um, and it's one of my favorite quotes of Billy Graham. You know, once you get your attitude straight around money, it helps straighten out every area of your life. Hmm. Um, Billy Graham said that. And by changing my belief systems around money, it actually bled into um, like that quote could not have been more perfect for me um, because I had to work on forgiveness. I had to work on, um, you know, I, I had just had to work on judgment and resentment. And I mean, all these massive battery drainers that uh, we have in our lives. And by understanding that that was how I was going to create wealth was by working on those things, then it it, it actually it bled into a, a lot of other areas. Um, and so, like, like I said, that quote could not have been more appropriate for me because it did. It really did level up Georgia pretty much every area of my life. So it's the classic physician heal thyself, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's like, here you are experienced, you know, having, having helped thousands upon thousands of people over the course of a 20 year career and uh, struggling with some big things, forgiveness, judgment, resentment around money. And that's something that I have to think Chris, like 90, 99% of us struggle with because money is just such a challenging thing in, in our society. Maybe it always has been, maybe it's true in, in every society. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of, a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts nationally. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's an issue everywhere and you know, mon money's neutral and what we add to money, our mentality is what, is what happens. And um, unfortunately, you know, we're programmed with limiting beliefs around money at, at an early age. We, we don't have a fighting chance because we have to, we have to take on the garbage of, you know, those that influence us. <laughs> um, and then society just programs us that, you know, money's not money's bad and, you know, political cycles. It's like, Oh, they don't pay their taxes and, you know, all that garbage um, movies villainize it anyway. So, um, and, and studies show that, 
most of you know the top one to five percent of of net worth and wealth like they had the same battles but at some point um and me it was my late 30s i had to kind of call bs on it and just examine how these beliefs had been handed down for generations in my family that created a lot of broke um you know i had to call a timeout and say okay why am i buying this stuff because based on results it's not serving me very well why am i why am i buying into this and so that's that's the work i did and that's what a lot of people that move up in that level um they have they have to examine it and they got to replace it and upgrade their belief systems or, or, or pay the consequences. Unfortunately. How did you figure out, figure like what, like what, what triggered you the line in the sand? You're like, okay, enough. I, I, I cannot continue this any longer. I need to move forward. But then how did you figure out that you needed to dig into your, your existing and limiting beliefs about money? Well, I mean, it, it's, you know, we've been through some crazy stuff the last few years, the pandemic, and and it's just, you know, this this outside-in approach to life just doesn't work very well, where it's, oh, well, that's happening, and then therefore that's going to make me feel a certain way, and that's going to dictate my thinking, and that's going to fuel more of this, you know, Joe Dispenza calls it a negative feedback loop, where you're just in this loop, and that is what really creates stuck, and so that's how I was unconsciously living for decades. And then finally it was like, I got to figure out how this dude is creating these results because I was giving pretty speeches, George on your thinking, create your world. And duh, 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 duh. and it was all BS. It was all for show. Right. I mean, I was just oh. trying to look like the smart guy in the room, but I was like, huh, maybe I should attend my own lecture. <laughs> and, and, listen and listen to this and like huh well and then my coach always said based on results <laughs> what must you be thinking and that was my commitment to my wife she's like okay we're staying together we're not getting divorced we're gonna figure this out and she's like what are you gonna do about it and i'm like i'm gonna figure out how my thinking keeps creating this and so you know it was a relationship to the results in my life. And most people don't have a relationship to results. They live in uh, delusion, right? One of my favorite quotes is optimism and delusion sleep in the same bed together. Right. And that was, mm. that was me. I was very optimistic, but super delusional because I didn't want to look at my life because we don't want to look at our lives because we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. And so if we don't look at it, then it gets worse and we don't want to look at it and just it spirals out of control. So it was, you know, I had a coach that put a mirror in front of me and saying, Hey, do you like these results? No. Probably need to change, bud. And that's kind of the overall theme of, of the book is you got to be willing to change. You have to do the work, but it's worth it. I love it. So I think you said that you wrote a book in 2006 and it's been a couple of years since then. Walk me through the process that you used to actually, actually get this book written. Yeah, well, I mean, 2006 is when we got married, and then my wife and I wrote our book in 2011. That was Couples Money, and then Think and Grow You started late uh, 2021, November 2021, and then it's it's done. Um, so that was about 12, 13 month 
process. But were you, were you asking about that that book? Yep. Or? Yeah, I'm just I'm 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 really interested in the actual process. If it's done daily, if you said we're going to allocate this much oh, time yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was you know it, it's it. I I think I mean everyone's got a book in them. You probably heard everyone says that, but I think you know the the process of having a mentor that really knows what they're doing. Um, and he said, write your personal history because a lot of people are like, you know, cause I was thinking, I'm like, well, you know, I got all this content on social media and like, I'll just hire a ghost writer. And he's like, no, that's, that's dumb. Because if you're writing and like me, if you say a little prayer to be guided before you write amazing things flow through you. And when you start writing your personal history, George, I'm like, oh my God, that, that happened in junior high. Like I almost quit basketball because I didn't think I was going to make the team. Like that came up. But in that moment, I shifted, right? All this stuff came up where I was going to quit and I'll, hand of God or wherever you want to call it. But I, but I shifted. If I wouldn't have gone through the process of writing my personal history, none of that stuff would have came up. And so these were so these stories didn't make the book, but it definitely flushed out some some things. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm an early riser, but I just you know whether it was 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, sometimes it's 45 minutes a day. I'd work on a concept, um, and and then the process, you know, with Steve. Once again, he sold three and a half million books. He's made 20 million in speaking fees, and the guy's just world class. He just went, so I'd send it over and I thought it was awesome. And he's like, it's not that good. It's too much. Like, it's got to be simple. He's like, we got to get the word simple. When people read it, and when you read my book, George, you'll see it. It's got to be simple. It's got to flow. Um, there can't be fluff. There can't be this. There can't. It's got to flow, Chris. It's got to be easy to read. Flow, easy to read. Flow, easy to read. Flow, easy to read. So he drilled that into my mind. So, so I was just sent a couple concepts every two weeks and then he would, you know, send it back. And, and we just, we took our time and he said, you should grind on the first draft. He's like a lot of people throw out a first draft. They rewrite in the second draft. He's like, no, the second, third, fourth, fifth draft should be simple to do. You grind on the first. So we spent probably eight months on the first draft. Nice. But yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that was too much detail. For no, it's you, perfect. But- but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I was grateful that uh, I had him. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming back on. Congratulations on, on getting your back against the wall and, 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 and starting to swing and, 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 and coming out the other side and congratulations on the book. Where can people pick up their own copy of Get Out of Your Own Way? Or I'm sorry, Think and Grow You, Get Out of Your Own Way and Level Up Your Life. Yeah, uh, think, grow, you, think, grow, you, no and sign there, think, grow, you.com. Um, and then uh, Chris Felton.me is, uh, is another place to do it. And uh, people can learn more about my, my journey, how to reach out, speaker workshops. Um, I'm working on the workshops right now. I probably have five to seven workshops I can do uh, based on this book. So, um, it's written in such a format that if anyone's looking for speakers or workshops, I can literally send them the book and they can go, Hey, can you, you know, can you come in and talk these three or four concepts? And, uh, 
make it specific for our crew. So Steve had me write in such a way that uh, I can custom tailor talks to uh, fit people's uh, audience's needs. So anyway. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend that also appreciates good ideas, pick up your copy of Think and Grow You at thinkgrowyou.com. You can also go to Chris Felton, C-H-R-I-S-F-E-L-T-O-N dot M-E and get your copy and keep your eye out for the other resources that Chris has coming out. And if you've got an organization or company if you're looking for a great speaker, there'll be opportunities for the workshops there as well. Thanks again, Chris. George, thanks, man. Appreciate you as always. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.